This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit this month. Amen. And uh, I'm, we're looking at 2 Corinthians 13, 14 as a scripture that we want to go with all month. And it says here in the message translation in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, it says the amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And that's a salutation. And I love this. It says the intimate of friendship of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to say this, that, that, that the Holy Spirit wants to be your best friend. Amen. And I love this about Christianity. And I love this because, you know, Christianity is not just, you know, a, a, a dead religion based on rules and regulations. It's a living faith. Amen. In other words, we have life. Glory to God. And so we're talking about the Holy Spirit this morning. And I believe the Holy Spirit's main job, um, he, he abides in us when we receive Christ, but his main job is to help us win. Amen. How many people out here feel like you're losing every once in a while? But you know what? The Holy Spirit will help you win in this life. Amen. Amen? And I love that because you're, you don't have to do this Christian walk by yourself. And I know sometimes we're in that, you know, valley of despair. And sometimes we feel like we're by ourselves. But, you know, he says he will never leave us or forsake us. Amen. And we need to acknowledge God in our life. We need, you know, the way that you're going to get a realization that God is with you is, is that you acknowledge him through praise and worship by talking about him. Amen. Let's look at John 14. This is Jesus and He's about ready to go to the cross, but, you know, it, it's, it, it was important that he went to the cross, not only to pay for our sins, not only to whip the devil, but he came so that he could send the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's, it, that's a good thing. And so the Holy Spirit can abide in us and upon us. And in John 14, 15 through 18, it says it in the New King James Version, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and, uh, with you and will be in you, and I will not leave you as orphans, and I will come to you. So I love this. So he's saying here uh, that, that, that the Holy Spirit is here, so that he can uh, abide with us and that he can reveal uh, the heart of the Father to us. And so, you know, even though Jesus was leaving, uh, he was sending something better, the Holy Spirit, to reveal the life of God to us. Amen? And I like this because the Holy Spirit's mentioned all through the Scriptures. And in the Old Testament... Uh, the Holy Spirit, the name of the Holy Spirit uh, uh, in Hebrew is called Ruach. And it's, 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 it's really the breath of God. And I love this. In Genesis, the Holy Spirit's revealed in Genesis 1 and 2. It says here, the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. 
And uh, and so we see that that the Holy Spirit was hovering and then, then God spoke, let there be light and there was light. So see how the Holy Spirit works with mankind, especially with us, is he, you know, how we get saved. He he broods over us. He draws us. See, you wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit drawing you uh, uh, to himself. And I thank God for that. I thank God for the Holy Spirit. And he draws us to himself. And, 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 and we would be lost and undone without God being in our life. And uh, I love that about the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit reveals that we need God. And every day we need to get a revelation that we need God. Because we, I'm telling you, without God, we are nothing. We have nothing and we can do nothing. Jesus said, I can't do nothing apart from God, the Father, working his miracles through us. And so Jesus was demonstrating, really, he was demonstrating as a man down here. He laid down his glory and he was empowered by the Holy Spirit to work the miracles of God. And God wants us doing the same thing. Say, I can do I I can work miracles in Jesus name. Well, that's a bold statement this morning. You guys are kind of trembling at that statement. And so we can work miracles. You can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So, so we're going to talk about some attributes of the Holy Spirit this morning. And, and, and he's likened to, to, to wind. And, you know, wind is powerful. You may not be able to see wind, but you can see the effects of wind. Amen. And so we even had a little bit of a windstorm last night. My, I was talking to my mom on the phone. She said, it's a hurricane warning. I said, do we have hurricanes in here? <laughs> I guess we do. <laughs> they wiped out. Uh, was it a hurricane or a tornado? And uh, a tornado warning. And, uh, and, so, and so wind can be destructive. But I thank, that, I thank God that God, the, the Holy Spirit, can be constructive. He can construct and build. And so and so when you can't see it, but you can see the effects of it. And, you know, you may not you may not know what the anointing is, but, you, you know, I may not know what's not, but I know what it is. In other words, I can sense when I come in church and we're worshiping God, we 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 do a worship service and it's all designed to bring in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I just don't want to have dead religion. I, I mean, I, I went to church most of my life before I received Christ. And uh, I went to church and it, w- it was a church thing. It was, it, I didn't have any life in me. And it was just a Sunday morning uh, ritual, but there was no power in it to change my life. But, you know, when you're in a spirit filled church and the word of God is moving, no matter what you're dealing with, that power of God can change you in a New York second. When you've been trying to change yourself, you know, you've been we we try to change ourselves. We try to we try to, you know, do it in our own power. But instead of willpower, Holy Spirit power. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Some of you might have a problem eating the wrong things. Get God involved in helping you out with that. Amen. That's free this morning. I won't charge you. But but the Holy Spirit is unseen. And the Bible says that the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit because he doesn't see it. But but we can sense the very 
presence of God. I remember when I was unsaved and um, my brother George, uh, he was saved and uh, he was going to that charismatic church, rock church, and he brought a friend over. And, um, um, and, and, and the, the man's name was Thomas and, and, uh, and he was in, the, uh, my brother, we were living at, 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 at my parents' house and my brother had, you know, uh, he was in his room with Thomas. Uh, George was a new, new believer. And, uh, but, uh, Thomas said, let, let me pray for you. And I wasn't saved, but when he prayed, I felt power coming out of him. I felt like it was something different. It was like, Whoa, what was that? And it was like power. There was something, and I, I knew there was something different about his prayers. And I'm telling you, when you start walking with God, it, and it affected me because later on I got saved. Amen. But I was unsaved. And I, I, I don't know about you. You know, listen, we, we don't, our faith does not run on emotions or, or feelings, but I like when good feelings come. Amen. I, I like to sense the presence. I like joy in my life. I like the peace. I like to feel the presence of God in my life. I, I, I want to sense his presence. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so and so so God, uh, the Holy Spirit, revealed the very presence of God. Amen. Let's look at Colossians uh, uh, 3, 12 and 17. And let me just give you a couple keys on maintaining the spirit filled life. How many people want to maintain a spirit-filled life. Okay, we got two in here, amen? The rest of you are so saintly, you're already walking in at 24-7. Amen. So Colossians 3, 12, and 17 says it this way. It says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving, with, forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ has forgave you. So these are keys. Uh, if you're going to walk in the spirit uh, of God, you're going to have to walk in the fruit of the spirit. You're going you're gonna to have to be kind. and You have to walk in humility. Oh, man, Pastor, did you have to go there this morning? Yeah, you're going to have to be kind. You're going to have to walk in meekness. You're going to have to be patient. Anybody lost their patience this week? Hello. And, uh, and, and we, we, we need to walk in these. And you know what I love about the Holy Spirit? See, the Holy Spirit, all you have to do is abide in the Lord. You abide in the word. You abide in him. And as you abide in him, the fruit of the spirit is manifested through your life. You don't have to make the fruit of the spirit operate. In other words, you spend time with God. Guess what will happen? Can I come down here? I better stay up here. Uh, when you spend time with God, you become like God. What is God like? He, he's long suffering, full of goodness and mercy. You know, he, God doesn't get, you know, you know, he's he, he's full of favor, the favor of God. And, and when we spend time with God, then the, then the, the fruit of the spirit will be natural. It would just come out of our relationship. You don't have to make yourself be nice. Amen. That's right. Amen. Anybody making yourself be nice? And so it says here, but above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, 
in all wisdom. So this is the key. If you're going to walk a spirit-filled life, there's two things you, that's happening. You have to acknowledge the Holy Spirit in your life, but you also have to have the Word of God working in your life. You've got to get the Word of God working. You spend some time in the Word every day. You know, I, 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 when, I'm, when I'm, you know, short-tempered and, and, I, I, and I'm irritated, I know I haven't spent enough time with God. Because when I spend time with God, for some reason, it makes it easier for me to walk out my day. Amen. And I'm telling you, the enemy wants to set us up to fall, to get upset, to lose our peace. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? The enemy's looking for ways for us to, you know, I, I, got, I almost got upset today. I almost, man, it was raining out. I was getting wet. I was putting some stuff in my car. And I, and I, and I, I. A curse word wanted to come out of my mouth. Even the pastor. It's quiet in this saintly church today. And then the next thing that came to me was, let no corrupt word come out of your mouth. Where did that come from? Because I've been meditating on the word. Let no, but let it be edifying. And I was thinking, but there's nobody here. I can curse and nobody's here. But the Holy Spirit's there. God is here. God can hear you. Somebody say, well, nobody's here. I can say all the blankety blank blank stuff that I want. No, you don't want to do that. Because that's yielding to a wrong spirit. And I don't want to entertain the devil. I don't want to give the devil any foothold in my life through my words. The Holy Spirit will help you. See, no man can tame the tongue, but the Holy Spirit can help you control your tongue. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And death and life are in the power of the tongue, and the Holy Spirit will help us say the right things. I'm telling you, wars are created because of words. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? Wars are. And, so, and sometimes it's not worth fighting that war, amen? amen? And so it says here, I love this, it says here, um, and let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Ooh, that's a key to walking in the Spirit, is be thankful. You know, and the next thing I thought when it was raining, I said, and it, was, it, was, it wasn't down, I said, thank you, Lord, it's not downpouring. Amen. Hello. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. There it is, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. I'm telling you, if you're going to live a spirit filled life, you need to cultivate a heart of gratitude. You need to start being more thankful. You know, the other day we were at the park and, uh, and, and it, was, it was the most beautiful day. It was around six o'clock in the evening. It was a beautiful breeze. And this man was there with his boy and, and, and Yin and I with our kids. And we were playing and all that. And I was thinking, this is such a beautiful day. And so I, I, I carried a conversation with this man and found out some information about him and and so I said, you know, I'm going to invite him to church. So I, I said, here, I, I want to give you a card. And he said, I don't want that. <laughs> That's the first time I was rejected. 
I, I got a little upset about that. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> Walk away. And, uh, and I was thinking, man, I was thinking, that, that guy's probably going to split hell wide open, you know. And I was, you know, and, and we get upset about it. But really, the, the main thing is, this guy just doesn't have a revelation of how good God is. And he has wrong information. Obviously, he has wrong information about God. And he thinks that God's out here to try to kill people. That God's out here sending people to hell. That, that God, no, no, no. People go to hell on their own free will. God's trying to keep people from going to hell. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And, and, and you know, it, I was listening to this one minister this week and he was talking about, he said, you know, religion will, will, will tell you that God doesn't heal anymore. And, and, and if that person wasn't healed, it wasn't God's will. And, and I love what this man said. He said, I don't look at what God does, what, what, what happens or what doesn't happen. I, I don't base that on God's promises. Because i got to base God's promises on what Jesus did in the scriptures. And did Jesus, whenever Jesus prayed for somebody, they all got healed. So if there's a problem with somebody being healed or not healed, it's not on God. That's some revelation this morning. It could be either we're dealing with imperfect faith. Smith Wigglesworth says, imperfect faith keeps us from receiving the goodness of God in our lives. And how do we have imperfect faith? We're not fellowshipping with God enough. We're not getting a revelation of who God is. I know what makes God mad. Do you? And I don't want to go there. Some say, well, God just doesn't get mad. Well, we talked about last week, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Paul says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. In another passage in Hebrews, it says you can the spirit of grace. Ooh, I don't want to go there. Amen. Are you hearing what I say today? That's why I was out last night buying a present in the storm for my wife. I didn't want her to be offended this morning without getting a present for Mother's Day. I was fighting it all just to get her. She was like, you got me a gift? I said, you're the best mother around. You better believe it. Amen. I love this. It says here, uh, it says here in Ephesians 5, 18 to 21, it says, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. There it goes again. Giving thanks always. For all things, uh, to all things to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So you need to be going around singing zippity doo dah. No, but you, you need to be going around praising and thanking God. Find a worship song. Start worshiping him. I mean, when I spend time and I, I'll go to Pandora on my phone and I'll, and I'll Google the, the best worship songs and start listening to them during a day. And sometimes when I'm listening to worship music like, like for a couple hours during a day, two or three hours during a day while I'm doing stuff, I will wake up with maybe one of those songs coming off in my, in, in my ears. But that's a great way to wake up with worship just coming on when you wake up. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And it sets your day straight. Amen. Number two, the Holy Spirit is like the wind. The Holy Spirit's unpredictable. You realize that? In other words, 
God, let me say it this way. God is predictable and, he's, and he is unpredictable. You say, how can he be predictable? And un-? Well, I'm going to say this. He's predictable because if you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. That's predictable. And, and so, if you, so there's some things that God will do. But there's sometimes God will just drop a blessing on you you, you weren't even aware of. There's sometimes that God will just do something like last week. God moved the service in one way and we had the gifts of the spirit in operation and God moved. And, and this week is a little different. God doesn't do it the same all the time. He does it a little bit different. God is like a, it's a mystery. We don't know when the blessings are going to drop down. That's why we need to be in church. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. But we believe. Amen. It says here in John 3, 5 and 8, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born uh, of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Glory to God. So, 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 so Jesus, again, is revealing the Holy Spirit like when glory to God and, and, and the Holy Spirit will move differently and will reveal to us. Listen, God doesn't always do it the same way. I love what Jesus, when he was healing people, he healed people in different ways. He would lay hands on people. He would speak to people a word. He would give people a command to do something. Uh, he, he would cast out spirits and deliver people. So, so Jesus did it differently. In Matthew, uh, the leper, Matthew 8, 1, 3, uh, this is the leper that came to Jesus. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. I, I thank God that God is a God that wants to touch us. It doesn't matter where you're at in your life and how low you have gotten in your life. Maybe you've gotten low and you've done some things wrong and, and or you're messed up and you, 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 you made your bed and now you believe you got to sleep in it. But God can rectify the situation. You just call out to God. And he will reach out to you and he will cleanse that leprosy. Leprosy is a representation of sin and he will cleanse you and he will set you back into the place that you need to be. I love it when the centurion came to Jesus in Matthew 8, 8 and the centurion, Jesus said, I will go and heal your servant. And the centurion says, you don't need to go. Matter of fact, all you have to do is speak the word. And my servant will be healed. And Jesus marveled. And Jesus said, I haven't seen great faith. Listen, just believe God's word. Just take God at his word. Believe his word. Believe his promises. Believe his prophets. And you will prosper. Start believing God again. God can do the impossible. And so the centurion said, just speak the word. So Jesus spoke the word. And the Bible says that God's word will go 
uh, go forth and he will make sure that as, as, word, as his word goes forth, that signs and wonders will follow the ministry of his word. He will confirm his word with signs following. I love this, that, that, that Jesus actually healed Peter's mother-in-law in the same chapter. And he touched her and, and she had a fever and it left her. There's, a, there's power in touch. Amen? And of course, in Jesus, you know, spoke to uh, demonic spirits and they left people. Glory to God. So, so the Holy Spirit can operate in a lot of different ways. So we don't want to put God in a box. His name's not Jack. Amen. Jack in a box. Okay. But uh, you guys are getting on the way home. Amen. Somebody say I'm a sharp. But anyway. And so we have to. Listen. We have to receive, we have to receive Christ. Amen. And as we receive the, the working of the Holy Spirit in our life, we will move forward. Amen. Number three. Wind is powerful. God... Uh, wind is powerful and the Holy Spirit is powerful. And I love this in Acts because, see, we're going to talk about next week being empowered, uh, being endued with power from on high. How many people, you don't want to miss next week's, amen? And, and, and so we know that the Holy Spirit invaded the church in Acts 2 and the power of God came on these people and, and made them like mighty men and women. And God wants to make you a mighty person for him. We have power. We have gifts. In other words, God's calling each one of us to be superheroes. That's why we love these movies like the Avengers and all that. Why? Because we want to be like that too. And God is, gonna, uh, is equipping us and anointing us to be super. Come on, people. Some of you, too many Clark Kent's out here. Yeah, put on the. <laughs> all right. Amen. So listen, so, so, so the Holy Spirit is powerful. I love this because, listen, some of you may be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm talking about, being filled with the Spirit? But there's one initial infilling, but there's many refillings. And God, you know, you may, oh, I got baptized 20 years ago. When was the last time you spoke in the Holy Spirit? 20 years ago. You're dead, aren't you? Oh, you hear what I'm saying? No, no, you need to start operating in the gifts. Just because you doesn't mean you arrived. I like what the Bible says. It says, uh, it says, uh, you know, praying in the Holy Spirit uh, uh, and, and building yourself up in the love of God. And when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we build ourselves up. Amen. We're, we're, we're building ourselves up. Amen. And so it says the Holy Spirit is powerful. I love this because in the book of Acts, uh, chapter uh, in the book of Acts, it says here, um, being assembled together uh, with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me that John truly baptizes with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then it drops down to here, 1.8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Amen? In Acts 4.31 this is where that, uh, that, uh, that the church was moving forward. John and, and, and Peter uh, uh, raised a man from being crippled. They uh, uh, got, got a man healed at the gate called Beautiful. And they got thrown in jail. But they were released. And when they came back, uh, uh, 
Peter and John were talking about their experience. And then they, then they started quoting scriptures. And it says in Acts 4.31, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Now, I'm going to say this, that the Holy Spirit's here to help us, but he's also here. I'm, I think a lot, a lot of Christians are dealing with fear. I think the reason why some of us don't step out and do the things that God is calling us is because because there's fear keeping us back. And I believe the Holy Spirit will give us the, the, the boldness to step out. The Bible talks about serving God in fear. You know, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Have you ever heard that scripture? What does that mean, Pastor? Well, that means that, 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 that we need to work it out through reverencing God and through trembling. In other words, there's going to be something that God wants us to do that we're going to be nervous about doing. Fear and trembling. Oh, you hear? And then, then I, I feel also on the other side, when you start thinking about going the wrong way or going into the darkness, there should be some trembling. Have you ever thought about doing the wrong thing and all of a sudden you start getting nervous? That's the Holy Spirit working in us. The Holy Spirit's here to keep us holy. Help us stay holy. Set apart for God's use. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. I love when Paul and Silas, when they were in the inner prison and, and they, they were preaching, they were doing a good work. And, 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 the whole, and, and the reason why they were thrown into prison was Paul cast out a demonic spirit out of this lady that was following them around saying that these are the men of God that, that, that teach the way of salvation. But this lady was a demon-possessed lady. You don't want a demon-possessed lady promoting your ministry. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah, they should, ah, these are men of God. But she was all, they all know that she's a little out there. So they're making, making Paul and Silas look like kooks. These are the men of God. Show the way of salvation. And Paul was like, you know, Paul was like, oh, man. And it said many days she did that. Many days. And I'm thinking, why didn't Paul, with his lightning quick mind, took care of it the first day? I would have had my ushers take him out. You know, but why did Paul? No, because because the whole, he had to wait on the Holy Spirit to move upon him to give him the gift of faith to cast that spirit out of that lady. And you know what? And if he did it earlier, maybe they got some people saved. But if he did it right at the beginning, they would have been thrown in jail in the very beginning. See, see, God knows the perfect timing. Some of us are here in this room. We're praying. We're believing for God to move. And, and, but God has the perfect time. Trust his timing. Trust him when he's ready to move. Trust him. And he will do it at the proper time. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, and, so, and so Paul and Silas, they were in the prison and they started worshiping God. They started praising God. They sung out loud where the other prisoners heard. And the Bible says that the power of God shook the prison. Yes, amen. The Holy Spirit is powerful. Amen. And he will shake the prison that you might be in. And he will shake those chains off of you. Those chains of depression. Those chains of oppression. Those chains of, of, of guilt and shame. He will shake them off of you. Start praising God. Hallelujah. Yes. 
The power of the Holy Spirit to set you free. I could drop the mic right now. Do you know what you have? I'm telling you, you need to get happy in God. You got more going for you than the Muslim. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You got more, more going for you than, than those that are in these other dead religions that, that doesn't have any power for them to live in it. No, you have a Holy Spirit. You have the living God. You have the breath of God. And the breath is the life of God abiding on the inside of you. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Glory to God. God, the Holy Spirit, will change you into another person. Some of us might need to be changed into another person. Glory to God. I'm telling you, when, when King Saul was anointed king, uh, he, he was anointed. And Samuel that anointed him said that, that the spirit of God would come on King Saul and change him into another man. They, he was hiding. King Saul was hiding. And he, where is King Saul? We're trying to anoint this man. But uh, he's like, the Holy Spirit will change you from being a sniveling coward into a bold lion. Maybe you need to step out in business. Maybe God is, and you're nervous about it. The Holy Spirit, if you lie in the Holy Spirit and step out, he will meet you. Witnessing to your neighbor, doing something, glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So the Holy Spirit, I'm going to give you a couple benefits and we're going to shut it down. The Holy Spirit uh, of God, he, he wants to give you rest. I love, the, I love the, 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 the passage where Jesus said, my yoke is easy. Said, and, and my burdens are light. His yoke is not hard. His burdens are not heavy. His yoke is, that means that, that, that when we yoke up with God, he gives us the grace. Whatever he calls us to do, he gives us the grace to do it. Woo! Glory to God. It's not hard for me to be up here this morning. Some of you might faint if you try to get up here. But it's not hard. Why? I have the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Woo, glory to God. And I bet you some of you could get up here. You just need to cross the line of fear. Hallelujah. Some of you will be up here. I'm prophesying it right now. Hallelujah. And so, so he wants to give you rest. So Holy Spirit wants to give you rest. It says in Isaiah 63, 14, like cattle that go down to the plain, they were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord. This is how, you're, uh, this is how you're, you guided your people to make yourself a glorious name. So this is the Old Testament. In other words, God really, he wants us walking in the Sabbath. He wants us walking in a rest. Amen. He, he doesn't want us struggling in our faith. Amen. He doesn't want us frustrated in our faith. Yes. If we're frustrated, if, if we're, if we're uh, agitated, then we're not, we're, we're not walking in the, in the faith that God wants us to walk in. Amen. When I'm agitated or irritated or, or concerned about the future, I'm not trusting God. And God has your future and it's a good future. 
Don't worry about your future. God gives you faith for today. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. What you eat. Don't worry about these things. I will take care of you today. Have faith in God's ability to take care of you today. Number two, the Holy Spirit will give us direction. How many people need direction in our lives? I'm telling you, I want direct. I want to know how to get out of debt. I want to know. I want to have witty ideas of increase. I want to know how to lose weight or get my body in a certain place. I, I want to get. I, I. I. I need the help of God. I need direction. I want to know what God wants me to do. Listen, whatever. Listen, some of us are afraid to get close to God because we're afraid that God's going to send us to Africa. But if he does, that would be the best place you will ever go to. And you'll be the most fulfilled Christian in the calling. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so and so it says in Romans, it says that that um, in Romans 8, 26 uh, and 27 the NIV, it says the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groanings. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So what here in direction, a lot of times we just need to pray out what God wants us to do. We need to pray it out. I remember I was praying, you guys know the story, and I was in Oklahoma. I had no intention on being a pastor, said I would never pastor, and uh, thought I'd be an evangelist. Blow in, blow up, and blow out. And, uh, and, so, and so I was praying, minding my own business, planning on staying in Oklahoma. I had a house out there. And the Holy Spirit interrupted my prayer time and said, go help Pastor Joe. <laughs> and I said, get behind me, Satan. Go back. And I knew exactly because Pastor Joe was the pastor of the church. Go help Pastor Joe. I said, God, if this is you. And I spoke this out of my mouth. I said, confirm this. See, God will confirm. If God's speaking to you, he will confirm his word. And then, then through that time, God started confirming his word that I was supposed to come back here. Are you guys happy about that? But anyway. <laughs> number three, freedom. The Holy Spirit will give us freedom. And so it says here in Romans 8, 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. In other words, listen, the, holy, the, the law of sin and death, uh, it, it will destroy us. In other words, the works of the flesh will destroy a Christian. And so I love what it says in Titus 2, 12, and, tra- and, and training us to reject, the Holy Spirit trains us to, re- uh, to reject godless ways and worldly desires and lives temporally, just devoutly in this age. So the Holy Spirit will help us to avoid doing the wrong things. He will give us freedom. And number two, the Holy Spirit will give us freedom just to worship God. We, some of us need to get free in worshiping God. Some of us need to, you know, you see me, I'm jumping up and down and doing all this stuff. Glory to God. And you might say, that's kind of weird. I don't care. Because I'm not here to please you. I'm here to please my Heavenly Father. I'm excited about God. Some of you might need to jump up and down and get a little happy. They do it at football games. They get all, oh, do the wave and all that. We need to start doing a little bit of that in church. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? And then the Holy Spirit gives us 
power. Power. He gives us power. And I love what it says that, that uh, uh, it says in my preaching, this is Paul in 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5. My preaching and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power that your faith should not be in wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. And so we see that Paul, uh, he, he operated in the gifts of the Spirit. In Acts 19, 11, and 12, it says God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles when handkerchiefs and aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people. They were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. Think about that. That's power. And you know what? I'm telling you, God is raising us up to do some mighty things for him. The fifth thing that the Holy Spirit does, he, he anoints us for ministry. In Luke 4, 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent to, uh, me to proclaim the captives, to release to the blind, and will set the oppressed free. Amen? I think I got that out. But are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so God, you have a ministry. The Bible says that, that we're new creations in Christ in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. And that, that we're new creations in Christ. And he's given us a ministry of reconciliation. And in 1 Corinthians 12, 28, it says this. You know, you, you think, and most people, when they think of ministry, they think about the fivefold uh, uh, ministry gifts to the body of Christ. They think about the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist, the apostle. Amen. Did I miss one? The prophet and the teacher. Did I get them all? Oh, okay. But, uh, but you got, we think, okay, those are the people that's annoyed. No, listen. In 1 Corinthians 12, 28, it says, And God has set some in the church... First apostles, secondly prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, and if you, if you expand that out, people that do miracles, then gifts of healings, this is the New Testament, gifts of healings, people that operate in gifts of healings, helps, hello, helps, what does that mean? That means that if you're helping in the ministry, if you're an usher, a teacher, a sound person, whatever, that is a supernatural gift that you're working and, you're, and the people that are on the dream team will get the same blessing, glory to God, that I will get if you're faithful in what you do, where you're at, in your post, then God will bless you. You will get the blessings and the rewards that what you do. If you, if you give a cup of water to a righteous man, you will receive a righteous man's reward. If you pick up a piece of paper, if you sweep the floor, if you clean the toilets, and I've done it all. Woo, glory to God. You're going to be blessed. If God called you to clean the toilets and you did it with the right heart, you will get a blessing. Woo, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? God's looking to bless you. He wants to put you into a place. He wants to put you into the ministry. He wants to... He wants to put you in a place where he can bless you. What's so awesome about God is, is that God will give us the faith. He imparts faith to us. He gives us a measure of faith. So that faith is for us to serve him. Then he will give us the grace to do it. And then he'll give us the gifts on top of that when we do it. And he still gets all the credit. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Is it cold in here? I'm sweating like a moose. <laughs> I see you guys going... 
I shouldn't have turned it down to 69. But anyway, I'm going to say this to you. I'm closing. God has a great plan for each one of you. And don't be afraid of getting close to God. I, I want to encourage you to press in to all the things. You know what God's will for you is? God's will for you is to walk in his abundance. God's will for you is to walk in health. God's will for you is not to be broke or poor. or, uh, or He wants you to be prosperous. He, wa- he wants to increase you. He, he, wants you to, he wants you to shine like a light in this dark world. And you can't shine like a light if you're broke, sick, busted, and disgusted. No, he wants to make you the head and not the tail. He wants you to be the lender and not the borrower. He wants you to be blessed in the sea. And when people look at you and they don't know God, they should get jealous. And say, you getting jealous of the world, they should get jealous of you. Is that right? Is that right? Say, I'm going there. Say, I'm there in Jesus' name. Father God, I just thank you. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for your mercies, for your goodness, and for your love. I thank you, Holy Spirit. You are here with us, and you'll never leave us or forsake us. And we just give you honor and glory. And I just thank you for the precious people here. And maybe, maybe your heart's being stirred this morning. You know that you need to move forward in God. Your life is not where you want it to be. You're in a place of frustration. And maybe you're here in the audience or maybe watching online today. And you know you need to make a move for God. Well, this is your time. Make that move today. Just say this after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today and your plan for my life. And I'm turning fully to you and I'm turning my back on sin, the world and the devil. And I receive you fully. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And thank you for revealing your plan to me in Jesus name. Amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.